بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وانا بالدرداي رضي الله تعالى عنه ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ما من شيء اثقل في ميزان المؤمن يوم القيامه من حسن الخلق وان الله يبغض الفاحش البذيء رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن صحيح continuing with the hadith most of which we discussed yesterday Abu Darda radiyallahu ta'ala anhu narrates from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Nabi Apaq sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that there is nothing in other words there is no action which is weightier in the scale of a believer on the day of judgment than the beautification of akhlaq and character This first part of the hadith quite extensively we discussed yesterday already the latter part of the hadith by way of introduction mentioned that ulama ikram mentioned that without the protection of one's tongue without what we call husn kalam the beautification of one's kalam and speech control over one's tongue husn akhlaq good akhlaq character is impossible husn akhlaq husn kalam ke baghair namumkin hai it's not possible for a person to develop his character unless he gains control over the utterances of the tongue referring to that we find the latter part of this hadith you must understand that in the sayings of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and in the directives there is what we call jor there's a link between the advices that nabi apaq salam gave in the first part nabi salam says nothing you will do no action you can perform is going to be weightier it's going to carry more weight and more effective on the day of judgment in the scale of deeds than good akhlaq if you look at when we talk of actions that are weighty in the scale of one's deeds on the day of judgment We find in another narration also of Abu Darda radiyallahu ta'ala anhu he narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said ma min shay'in yudhu fi mizan al-'abd al-mu'min athqal min husn al-khuluq he said there is nothing you can do that will be placed on the scale of a believer on the day of judgment which is weightier than good akhlaq and character then this is further explained where rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says wa inna sahiba husnil khuluq la yablugu bihi darajata sahib as-sawm was-salah to make it absolutely clear when we talk of actions allah's rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam what what actions what is considered to be weighty what can be weightier than salah what can be weightier than fasting these are things if you tell someone exert yourself in salah exert yourself in fasting he can understand we relate to this this is something that is going to get me great reward in the hereafter salah will be weighty on the scale of deeds to such an extent that a person who is regular with his salah allah takes an oath allah takes an oath that such a person will enter into jannah so to make it absolutely clear to us rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says 
through good akhlaq and character through good akhlaq and character you will reach the level of a person who is always in salah you will reach the level of a person who is always fasting now when we talk of good akhlaq and character how much exertion is required for example mashallah there may have been some amongst us who woke up for tahajjud salah this morning with the time of tahajjud ending just past 4 o'clock in the morning say 4:10 or 4:11 person will have to wake up at about 3 o'clock has to make wudu then has to go on the musalla and that is not something that many of us will find easy to do something that's very difficult if you have to look at it sleep for only 2 or 3 hours and then wake up and then perform your tahajjud salah etc the exertion that is involved in that we can relate to that this is something that is weighty on the scale of deeds allah is going to greatly reward this person when it comes to good akhlaq and character how much of actual exertion is required good akhlaq and character is what smile at somebody who is aggressive towards you control your temper be careful about what you speak now from a point of view of exertion or what we call mujahada that cannot compare to a person getting up sometimes in a cold night 2 o'clock 3 o'clock making wuzu making tahajjud salah for half an hour one hour reading few paras of quran etc engaging himself in dua yet what the hadith is teaching us that a person who will beautify his akhlaq and character even though the exertion is so less compared to these amal allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to reward him like a person who woke up for tahajjud or like a person who engaged himself in fasting on a hot day the summer months are almost over but in the summer months or if you have to look at it even more closely in the arabian climate boiling hot 45 48 50 degrees celsius person fast in that heat allah's rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying a person of good akhlaq and character allah is not just going to reward him like a person who fast in the heat allah is going to give him greater reward yet if you look at it outwardly there's not that much exertion involved Now if you come back to this hadith the latter part like I said there will be jor there's a link the first part of the hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that there is nothing nothing no action you will do even though outwardly that action may not involve much exertion there is no action you will do that is weightier on the scale of deeds than good akhlaq and character and then the caution the warning what are we referring to what types of action what you have to be careful and meticulous about wa inna allaha yubghidul fahishal badhi the same hadith rasulullah sallam uses the word yubghid yubghid means comes from bughd bughd which means anger enmity verily allah becomes angry Allah Taala has hatred Allah has great dislike these are the literal translation of the word yubghid Allah Taala greatly dislikes Allah is greatly angered by who al fahish 
A person who in his speech is shameless. A person who in his speech is shameless. And the second negative quality with regards to speech that is mentioned in this hadith is Rasulullah said, Al-Badi. And Imam Nawi rahimahullah in the commentary of this hadith he explains Badi huwa alladhi yatakallam bil fuhsh waradiul kalam. He said it is that person who in his speech, again the word fuhsh, is shameless in his speech and speaks useless words. One interpretation of useless words, my respected brothers, that ulama kiram give is swear words. And unfortunately, many of us, so-called colorful language, vulgar language, usage of the F word, usage of swear words, this has almost become what we call takya kalam for us. It's become pillow talk for us. Our speech almost cannot happen without it. We notice there are those amongst us. Every second word is a swear word. And what is Rasulullah saying? Allah hates such people. Such type of speech angers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how is it in keeping with the iman of a mu'min, a person of iman, particularly if a person has on has a sunnah beard, or he has, has on a kurta, or he has sunnah libas, or he portrays himself to be a Muslim, an upstanding Muslim, somebody who is always in the masjid, or is going out in tabligh, or wherever it may, may be, anything linked to, to deen and to sharia, how can it ever be possible that such a person's speech is littered with swear words? Whether it's with your staff, whether it's, unfortunately today you'll, listen, you'll hear little children, three years, four years old, repeating swear words. Where are they learning it from? Because the father in his house is speaking to his wife with those words. He's speaking to his servants with those words. And this is where they are picking it up. Little children are picking these type, this type of language up because it has become so common. The point, my respected brothers, a person maybe has got this bad habit from the past, so now and then loses his temper, loses control of himself, can't control himself, maybe one or two swear words have to come out. But that is not the case what we observe. Nowadays, it's become absolutely common, in fact, acceptable for a person to be using swear words. Now, if you weigh that in the light of hadith, if you weigh that in the light of the cautions and the warnings Rasulullah has given, it is, doesn't make sense that this can ever become possible. So one is swear words. This is something if we, have, we are involved in it, or we're in the habit of it, we should make tawbah and be very, very careful and meticulous. And keep this in front. Allah's Rasul says, Allah hates such a thing. This angers Allah Ta'ala. A person will be in the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if he's in the habit of what we call badi, radiul kalam, swear words. And with this vulgar language, Language that is colored with sexual innuendo, which again, haya, shame, this is part of iman, it is part of akhlaq, it is part of character. A person can never beautify his character. A person can never be considered as someone of husne akhlaq if there is sexual innuendo in his speech, if his speech is shameless, if he conducts himself in such a manner. If his speech is littered with swear words, with vulgar language, 
The reason I am reiterating this is that unfortunately this is something that has become so common, so common that whenever we relaxing with our friends or talking with our friends, this type of thing has become absolutely common to the point where we don't even consider it to be a sin. This is something that is eroding and destroying one's akhlaq. If we don't get control over what we speak and how we speak, like I said, look at the reward. Wake up 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning and make tahajjud. Fast on a boiling hot day. What is Nabi Salaam saying? Control your speech, Allah is going to reward you even more than that. Allah is going to reward you even more than that. And in that same hadith, the warning is given specifically about speech, and not just speech, particularly about shameless speech, sexually charged speech, and speech wherein there is vulgar language. So this is something, as I mentioned previously, if it is there, we must make tawbah. And we must be careful, meticulous to cleanse our language, cleanse our demeanor, cleanse our homes, cleanse our working place, cleanse our working environment of such speech and such language.